Welcome to Running Virtually with Just Plain Dave, episode 82, Five Lessons from Brown Dog. Okay. Ooh, it's crunchy. It's icy. All right. Well, hello, my friends. This is Just Plain Dave. Ooh, that's an interesting sound. Whoa, I'm slipping on the ice. Let's see if you can hear this. My, uh, we have had a snowy, snowy February. What an interesting, uh, it's been winter for real, real winter here. We had a 22 inch blizzard. That was, uh, one of the biggest storms I've ever had since I've lived in this house since 1997. And, uh, that all melted, went away, had some rain. And then just this past Friday, it's actually interesting. We have had many back, three back to back or three out of the four uh, Fridays have been impacted by snow. So local schools have been canceled. And uh, this past storm, we got like, I'll say six or, it doesn't matter, six plus inches of snow, but that snow where I live turned to rain and then froze immediately. And so my yard and driveway are right now about two inches thick. It looks like snow, right? It's a packed white, but it is hard as concrete. It is dense and solid. And uh, like I did not, I had not shoveled my driveway before, before it went from six inches of medium snow to two inches of packed ice. And uh, it is now frozen solid. So I actually, when I drove in and out yesterday, <laughs> my, tire, my car did not even sink in. Like it is so completely frozen that it is just a layer of ice. Um, and as it melts and refreezes and melts and refreezes, it's going to be slippery. But you know what? Such is life in New England in the winter. And uh, I'm feeling grateful that we'll be putting February behind us very soon. So I read an article in an online magazine called Canadian Running, and the author of that article, or the primary person responsible for it, her name is Brittany Hambleton, is from January 2022, and she had six life lessons you could learn from your dog for runners. And I totally want to give her credit. This is a great idea. I can't believe I didn't think of it myself, but she did. Um, But of those six life lessons... I would like to share with you a slightly modified version. So it's five life lessons that I get from running and life with Brown Dog. So I, uh, I'm not going to read it word for word, but I did take some notes because I thought I would share it. And if I'm going to give you five lessons, shame on me if I forget like four, right? That would be silly. So um, there's a lot we can learn from our four-legged legged friends and... Uh, These are lessons that Brittany and I have learned from our dog's exuberant, playful, and sometimes silly antics. One, treat every run like an adventure. Regardless of the weather, Brown Dog bounds outside for her walk as if she's been cooped up inside for years. She races around, sniffing every rock, tree, and bush, and she says hello to every dog she meets. Even if it's, trail, if it's a trail we have walked a hundred times before, she treats it like an adventure with something new to discover around every corner. Now, while you and I probably are not sniffing everything in sight, we would do well to approach our runs as if they're an adventure waiting to be had. 
rather than an obligation or a chore. Item number two, fuel up. Now, Brown Dog is not exactly food-focused. She is a, uh, a slim, trim, running machine. But she is... <laughs> when there's other dogs around, she does great. And she empties her bowl aggressively. But when it's just her, she sometimes is slow to eat. But she doesn't skip meals. And dogs have to know they have to fuel if they want to be able to play. So, and you and I are no different. If we want to have the energy to run and play and exercise and be good humans, we need to eat. So we should follow Brown Dog's lead and fuel up. Now, item number three, take rest and, recover, rest and recovery seriously. Brown Dog runs around at 1,000 miles an hour. My neighbor with his silent Tesla driving down the road. I do have a little bit of Tesla envy, though uh, it's a very expensive car, and I have always just considered cars to be like a mode of transport, not exactly a, uh, a status symbol. But it, it is a nice car. I won't deny that. Rest and recovery. Brown Dog runs around at 1,000 miles an hour. She only has two speeds, fast and faster. I don't know where she gets that from. But as soon as we get home, she curls up on her dog bed and falls asleep. She immediately starts to rest so that she'll be ready for her next walk or her next romp with canine friends. Now, we humans may not be able to nap after every one of our runs, but we can learn a valuable lesson from our canine friends by making post-workout rest and recovery a priority. Lesson number four, be mindful. Live in the moment. Brown Dog lives her life in the moment. There is no doubt about that. She is not thinking about everything she has to do today. She's not rethinking a conversation we had over dinner last night. She's not worrying and fretting and having anxiety about a problem that she can't solve. She is simply out right now enjoying a walk with one of her favorite people. I think I'm at the top of the list, but that's because I, uh, I'm really pretty selfish. I spend a lot of time with her compared to uh, all the other people that she might interact with. So she knows that she can just enjoy the time outside with her people. Runners and regular people, we would all benefit from a similar mindset. Instead of mulling over everything that's going on while we're out for our runs, we can use that time to take a step back from reality and simply enjoy being. Enjoy being out for a run. Enjoy the sunshine. Enjoy the rain. Enjoy the snow. And, uh... Whatever problems we need to solve will still be there when we get back. Howdy! And, uh, and we'll be better refreshed and rejuvenated upon our return. Lesson number five. Leave the past in the past. Whatever happened yesterday, Brown Dog has already forgotten it. God, I wish I could learn this lesson from her. Good or bad, it's been wiped from her memory. And she's ready to start fresh. As a runner, I try to adopt that mindset when things don't go well in a race. But that's because a race is kind of a milestone event. You're like, okay, we're going to take the lessons, like whether it went good or bad. What are the lessons I learned from this? But it is so much harder to do that with a training run or just a regular day activity. Like taking that time, learning a lesson from it, saying, okay, what went well, what went poorly, but then putting it in the rearview mirror. Like that is just so important. So that is lesson number five. 
things we can learn from the brown dog. So treat every run like an adventure. Fuel up, eat well, take rest and recovery seriously. Be mindful, live in the moment, and leave the past in the past. Those are brown dogs, five lessons for a life well lived. And so I thought, having thought about those lessons, and of course, I read this article a month ago. I've been kind of mulling this over for, for a while. But I, in, that last, in the last month, actually just in the last week, week or two, I have had three grand trail adventures that I thought I'd share with you guys. So I've talked with you about Village Park in Swansea, and I love that place, partly because, you know, it's 22 minutes from home, so it's super convenient. Um, but it's, we don't cross any roads. You're just in this kind of pocket wood park, and it's just a great experience. But every time I go things are a little bit different. Like the terrain is a little bit different. And I mean, the terrain doesn't change. The geology and the ground hasn't changed for years, but it's either muddy or dry. And then, so just yesterday, I went with a friend, Peter, and we went out there. This is right after the Friday, the Friday storm with the ground being completely caked in snow and ice. And, uh, and we brought micro spikes, but didn't actually have to wear them because everything was coated so the ground was just like two inches of two or three inches of hard pack snow and ice um but the last thing that happened it kind of just as things froze up it gave it the surface a little bit of texture and so it just wasn't smooth glazed ice and so unless you were on a relatively steep slope there really wasn't too much risk of like slipping and falling um so it was, it was really kind of like walking as if the whole world had been paved in white concrete um and uh yeah, they, like we weren't sinking in, we weren't making footprints. Um, there were just there are a few places where the stream was still flowing, and so then you'd have the risk of kind of poking through ice. Um, but so I went yesterday with Peter, went with a different friend, Cyril, a couple weeks ago, and you know just with the dogs and having fun and going for a walk and taking it nice and easy. And you know these were hikes where we were just kind of out for a conversation. This was just a chance to catch up with friends and see someone that I haven't seen and in months in, in both cases. Um, but, uh, 10 days ago, two week, two weeks ago, last weekend or not, sorry, last weekend, I did a trail run at the blue Hills, which are in Milton, Massachusetts. Uh, it is the 650 foot tall hill that is kind of just Southwest of Boston. Okay. Let's cross, let's cross. Um, so it's kind of the high peak that looks down on Boston. And I acknowledge I just referred to a 650-foot tall hill as a peak. But uh, it's kind of a standalone summit. And so it, is a, it has a great view of, of the Boston skyline. And uh, the reason I went, I have shared with you, my friends, that I'm using a running coach this year. And my running coach texted to say, hey, I'm in Boston for the weekend. I'll be at the Trail Animal Running Club Saturday morning run. Come out if you want. And so kind of rearranged my schedule and said, sure, I'm, I'm going to do a run and I might as well do it there. And uh, he was actually not running. He was just there providing support. Uh, he had a big old bin of shoes from Solomon, so trail shoes that people could demo and try if they wanted to. And he was kind of running an aid station and providing water and both hot water and cold water for people who wanted it. Um, but it's the first time I get to meet my coach in person. I have talked with him on the phone and interacted with him on the computer, but he currently lives in Arizona. And I thought, what a nice thing. 
I can go and do a fun trail run. But the, the, I mean, one highlight was meeting my coach. The other highlight was going for a trail run. It was a 20 degree morning, a Saturday morning. And, you know, we're in the middle of snow and ice and wintry things. So it is, it is a bundle up, it's cold kind of trail run. There were about 40 runners that showed up for this run. And when they asked people to raise a hand to, to say whether they were at the, with a trail animal running club called TARC, if this was their first club run with TARC, half the people raised their hands. So 40 people, half of whom had never been there before, showed up for a Saturday morning run at 20 degrees. And, uh, and a trail run in the winter. It was great. It was absolutely wonderful. And so we split up into three good-sized groups that went out. And our, our group went out with the intention. The guide's like, okay, we're going to do a six-mile loop. And everyone in our group was like, oh, we want to go a little bit further. But, but there's only certain, there are certain loops that you can do. And so uh, anyway, we did that six-mile loop, 15 of us. And most of the trail was runnable. You know, blue hills are pretty technical. There's lots of, lots of rocks. Um, lots of rocks, not so many roots. And a few, I'll call them cart paths that are kind of like, you know, dirt roady texture. Um, but it's, it's a moderately, if, if, if five is the most challenging and one is easy, you know, it's like a three and a half. There's, there's enough technical that you, you just can't be going at a, a racing clip the whole time. But because where we were with the weather, winter weather and melts and freezes and melts and freezes, there were places on the trail where the entire width of the trail, so like, you know, four to eight feet wide, was sheer ice. And so it's one of those things where like, you just get to that point, and you're like, ice, and people would kind of be, you know, it's kind of a combination of, of tiptoeing, so you're just kind of trying to keep, make lots of light, short little strides. Um, or it's like, stride, try, stride, glide, and then you'd like, literally glide for 15 or 20 feet horizontally, because the ice was so slick. Um, but it was just good fun, and we had, no one had a wipeout in our group. It was actually a, a, great, a great exhibition of smart trail running. Um, but so we get back to the, uh, to the parking lot at the beginning, and the guy said, oh, if, if anyone wants to go with me, I'm going to do another five miles. And everyone's like, okay. And so the, our, of our 15-person group, I think that 12 out of 15 of us just turned right back around and did a different five-mile loop. So frankly, if she had said at the beginning, I'm going to go 10 or 11 miles, we all pr- probably would have been on board. But uh, it, was, it was fun to be with a crowd of like-minded people. Like, you know, this is, this is our community. This is our tribe. And, uh, you know, and there are people from all over Metro Boston. Like, actually, I was probably the furthest south. I live an hour south of there. Um, but I was chatting with people who live, you know, close by or a little bit to the north. Um, and, you know, men and women, young and old, I'll say young, kind of like mm, 30 plus, um, but old is probably up into the 60s. So just, it was just a really nice group. And uh, it was just, just good fun. I had, and for me, that was an adventure, right? Going, running with people I'd never met before but going to a place that is uh, cool and interesting. And on a day like that, we actually we saw very few dog walkers or hikers. So when I've been to Blue Hills before, I've gone hiking with some friends. And, uh, nope, brown dog, leave it. Um, but 
this time. <laughs> I guess also it was nine in the morning and 20 degrees. So maybe it was a little too chilly to be out. Maybe the hikers were coming later. Um, but it was just a great day. And I have one other piece of running news. And that is I have signed up for a marathon on May 1st. So I am going to fly to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. Oh, there's half of the half of the six people who listen to this podcast will know what that means. There was a uh, a time in New England Patriots Patriots history. Gosh, I can't remember what year it was. Probably like 2018 in that time frame where the Patriots have been doing really, really well. And, but in, in this one game, they got trounced, absolutely trounced. And so the, every, the, all the reporters in the press conference were asking Coach Bill Belichick, like, you know, about the game that just happened, like this, this bad experience, this, this negative thing. And, you know, what they wanted him to say was like, yeah, here are the lessons we learned. Oh, I blame this guy for the bad performance or whatever. And, uh, his, his stock answer became, we're on to Cincinnati. And that, that, that became, in the, in the world of, like, a mantra of, like, okay, we're putting the past in the past. Hey, like, life lessons from my brown dog. Putting the past in the past, we're moving on to the next thing. And Bill, Coach Belichick would say, we're on to Cincinnati. Anyway, the marathon is on May 1st. It's called the Flying Pig Marathon. I guarantee I will provide you guys with a race report. And, uh, yeah, a couple of friends of mine have peer pressured me into going out and doing an adventure and, uh, and I am looking forward to it. I, I have not been to Cincinnati since 1991 on my grand baseball adventure. And when I saw the Cincinnati Reds play at, ooh, Riverfront Stadium or Three River Stadium? I think that's Riverfront in Cincinnati. I think Three Rivers was in Pittsburgh. I should look that up. I can't remember. These are probably obsolete stadia that are long gone. But uh, needless to say, 1991 was a long time ago. And my memories of Cincinnati are entirely within a baseball stadium. So uh, I think I'll go and have an adventure with, with different people, but all from our community. So that is what I wanted to share. Enjoy your end of February, beginning of March. I hope spring starts to come your way. And I will be back with another tale to share at some time soon. But with my brown dog out for a sunset walk in southeastern Massachusetts, this is Just Plain Dave. Happy trails, my friends.